Welcome to the Bussin Podcast. And in this episode, we are welcoming Chris Harrison, who is the County Council District 21 representative, to the podcast and joining us here on the 501. So welcome, Chris. Thanks for riding the bus with us. Thank you. Happy to be here. Excited to take a ride. Yeah. So this is pretty... Have you been on the buses at all lately? Do you? Are you a, a regular rider or is this a, a, a new thing for you? I am not a regular rider. It's been... Uh, I'm, I'm from Greenville, so I've been around. I've been on a bus years ago, but it's been a while. So glad to be back on one. Okay. Well, what do you think? It's great. It's been very smooth so far. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I was... Uh, when we first hopped on, I was telling you this is just... Uh, it's kind of nice. It's a nice ride, and it's just, just great. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, well, it's a beautiful day to be on the bus. Mm-hmm. We're uh, heading out towards just out and then back again. And while we're on this little journey together, we're going to talk some about transit. And and what I'd love to talk to you about specifically, so for our listeners' sake, you have a – right now you're doing uh, commercial real estate, but you have a history in planning as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are a longtime Greenville resident and mm-hmm. grew up in Greer, if I remember correctly. Is that's, that right? That's correct. I was in uh, – more Greenville area until uh, middle school and then moved out to the Greer area with my, okay. my family. So yeah. All right. So you've got lots of good experience for us to talk about today and how it's all interconnected. So what do you think from a county council perspective, when you think of kind of that, you know, 50,000 foot view of mm-hmm. what y'all, you guys do and, and how transit fits into that, where, where would you say transit, what role does transit play in the future of Greenville? I think the... Uh, the obvious answer for me and, and hopefully uh, several of my colleagues is it plays a huge role. Um, I think you, you've seen the growth of Greenville. It's no, that's no secret. And Greenville is going to continue to grow just, just from natural characteristics it has, but also just the, the people where it's located, just uh, from macro and microeconomics, it's just going to continue to grow. So I think you're going to see transit play a bigger and bigger role. And I'm glad that there are groups like your group and Greenlink and a lot of other groups that are preparing for that because I think it's important to make it more accessible with the with the amount of folks we have coming in. And I think we were talking earlier. I know um, you know we we're working on affordable housing as well on council. And I think all of I don't think people realize that all of this goes hand in hand. Um, transit, um, you know, economics, uh, businesses, um, small businesses, affordable housing. It all kind of works together. So we can't have one, we can't be working on one aspect of it and not the other. So right. I think that's kind of what we're seeing. Um, and, and hopefully people realize how important transit is and, and will be moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I, there's so many overlaps, right? So mm-hmm. like when you talk specifically about affordable housing, living in, you know, in, in the kind of inner circle part of, of Greenville is very, of the county of Greenville is difficult now with housing prices and rents coming up. So what you find is people have to move out further but then those are the very people that we need to bring back in, like, to work, right? Or to move to a different part of the county because we've got a new, we've done a, you know, a great um, attraction, right? We have business right. attraction. We're trying to work really hard to bring in new um, new businesses and, and large corporations to do more manufacturing or, or different things like that that we're really targeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're struggling a little bit getting those employees around the county. And I think uh, that's a good point. I think the interesting interesting thing about it, you, you hit the nail on the head, it's that if we don't provide kind of incentives and people to live closer to where they work, they are going to go further out because the pricing is, is less, lands can be cheaper, so on and so forth. And But also, to your point, those are the people that a lot of times need access to transit and to get to their place of employment. So I think but that puts a strain on, you know, when, the, when you're further out, it puts a strain on all the infrastructure, not only, you know, sewer and that type of infrastructure, but 
uh, transit. I mean, it, it's, it's harder to have a you know longer bus route. It's, it's it makes it a lot more difficult. So, I think again, that's kind of where I think it it all really truly plays hand in hand. It's one big kind of puzzle, I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah. And you have to you have to put all the pieces together to make it to make it fit. Well, how did this? So, when you were, did you study planning in undergrad? And I did. Things like so, that? I was. Uh, yes, I uh, was at Clemson. I was a planning and landscape architecture major. Um, so, and city planning was my emphasis. And uh, actually, right out of college, I worked for Greenville County in the planning department. So that's kind of my my background and um, what I. I know we're again joking about this before we started, but I've, I kind of like to geek out about it as well. I, I enjoy I enjoy discussing it. I enjoy kind of the big picture of it and, and how things come together. So, but what do you? So, what are those best practice sort of things that come out of planning at this point when we think of our transportation systems mm-hmm. and road development infrastructure? What What would our listeners need to hear when they are evaluating how our community is doing? I think the best thing to think about when you're talking about just pure planning practices is a is a variety of transit options. That's the that's the biggest thing that I that I've seen. Um, you know, it's not to say we don't need any cars that you never need to drive anywhere, but I think having the ability to drive, to walk, to bike, to bus, um, having those kind of mixed use communities and mix not only mix of um, pricing, mix of uses, mix of um, activities and things to do at a certain development or certain area, but also a mix of transit opportunities. I think that's the biggest thing. It's not providing one avenue. It's providing multiple of how to get to a certain place and, and, and moving to and from, whether it's a, whether it's where you're living, whether it's your employment, whether it's your um, entertainment, um, whatever it is, um, you know, your restaurant after after work, whatever, whatever it is, is providing proper planning, is providing multiple modes of access and transportation to and from places so again that's it's really not one thing i think obviously transit plays a huge part but i think um that's that's one kind of spoke in the wheel you need to have uh, you need to provide options that's the biggest well thing. and it's all interconnected so it's that somebody may walk to the bus stop exactly and then right. take the bus in and then they may take a car home with a co- you know co-worker on the way or some that's sort right. of thing or that's exactly a, right they use their car for another incident you know, or, for later in the day. That's exactly right. Or take a, their morning exercises, riding their bike up the Swamp Rabbit to work, and then they put their bike on the front of the bus and, and be able to ride home in the evening. So it's, Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, exactly. It would. That would be <laughs> fun, wouldn't it? So I think it, just thinking ahead and, and making sure all those um, inter, the interconnectivity is there to be able to do that. That's, that's where the planning comes in. Yeah. No. And how long, what's the lead time for something like that? So I think that's the... Good question. That's Great the question. thing that's hard to for me to grasp but it's it's also hard for it even kind of with my background it's hard for me to grasp I mean, you're really thinking you know there are certain things you can do to it can be kind of immediate um you know, maybe changing a route or, or or providing sidewalks or you know things like that but but big picture wise i mean these things are being done you know the, for i'll give you an example the, you know the swamp rabbit took years to even get implemented and it's still you know we're still planning for that you know, 10, 20 years out in the future by expanding it and how can we make it more accessible. So I think it's one of those things that you have to think about it immediate, kind of five-year, 10-year, and even, honestly, 30 years out. I mean, it's one of those things that you have to put, whether it's policy-driven, whether it's funding, whether it's, um, you know, a lot of different aspects go into that type of planning and that type of providing the different access points and the different modes of transit. Um, So really proper planning, I mean, you're looking, you know, 10, 20, 30 years out and trying to do things now for that time frame. So it's really kind of trying to think three steps ahead is really the best way to do it. Well, then that 
just sort of leads me like it then it matters about the mindset of the 100%. people who are making those decisions right like the this ones like you're making decisions now on council that you're not going to be in office when they necessarily are going to be fully exactly implemented right. and mm-hmm. so it's all about your mindset as a as an elected official and then also the the stat like county staff and all those sort of things about what it is that they think are those priorities i agree and we, and we have a great staff our planning staff is fantastic um and, and our engineering staff everybody does a great job and i think they all see the value of that and they see where greenville is wants to be and is going to be not just not just the city of greenville but greenville county um and and kind of again whether you uh whether you want to or not it's 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 happening so we have to plan for it and i think you're exactly right the mindset even for even for me and i, I have to remember i have kind of a little bit of a leg up from a mindset standpoint just because of my background and kind of i, I kind of have been around it longer and understand kind of the, the time frame of things but I think it's so. I have to remember it's it's hard to get your mind wrapped around something that's, you know, not even a definite, but but you're trying to make happen in 20 years. It, it, it's tough, and I have to remember that too. When I'm dealing with citizens or even my colleagues, and just in discussing these things, you have to remember it's it's a tough um, kind of a tough thing to grasp sometimes. But I think, you know, the two biggest things that I see that we need to continue to do just from a from a local government standpoint is you know continue to communicate make sure our communication is 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 on point just between ourselves but you know for, for citizens and for other departments and agencies um but i think i think uh foresight and we can't we can't be nearsighted you know we can't just look for the immediate you know even if it's a good thing to do we have to we have to think long term too and that's i i enjoy doing that but again it's it can be a tough thing to grasp so you're exactly right yeah well and what happens if you, I mean, have you ever had an instance where you felt like you missed an opportunity to do something and then there's going to be ramifications 10 years down the road? You know what I mean? Like, that's my that's my worry is that we know this urgency. We keep talking about these 220,000 120, people yeah. that are moving here uh, by 2040. And what happens if we don't get ready for them? Like, what happens if we miss this opportunity of awareness? You know, it's, it's scary. I think you're going to see so... You know, a lot of people when they're when they're uh, unhappy about something or, or, or concerned about something, they'll point to bigger cities and say, "Hey, you know, we don't want Greenville to become Atlanta, Atlanta. say, or something." That's what everyone some, says. They don't like, want it to be Atlanta. Exactly. I don't want it to be Atlanta. No, I don't either. <laughs> and, and I think I think that's I think that's a universal thing. We don't we don't want that. But I think what you see is, and it's not an easy thing. This isn't blaming the Atlanta folks or anything, but it's not an easy thing to do. But that. If you don't plan, the, the question you just asked, you know, what happens if we don't, if we miss opportunities and we don't plan, that's what, that's what happens. I mean, that's, you know, we, you know, and again, it's not an easy thing to do, uh, but that's, that is ultimately what happens if you don't plan. Because again, you, you're not, for all the reasons we like Greenville, that's why people are going to continue to come here. And it's just, that's going to happen. So we have to make sure that we stay ahead of the curve, that we kind of be a little more proactive versus reactive. That's another thing that I think that, um, and I'm, I'm really excited. We're kind of, you know, coming on the heels of the affordable housing policy uh, that we approved last night, actually. And, um, you know, we have to continue to do those types of things, be be more proactive in how we approach things, because being reactive is not it's not going to do anybody any good. Um, and it's going to be we'll always be playing catch up. So I think we have to put it, you know, put it on ourselves and, and staff and just in the general population and citizens. We have to kind of communicate that mindset but also um again be proactive and kind of take some you don't have to be overly bold moves but but things that maybe we haven't done as greenville before um we have to be right re- because we haven't been this large before we haven't grown this way before so we have to 
kind of compensate that with maybe some policies, maybe some planning that we haven't done before. So yeah, being creative about that right. sort of stuff. And, and it's you know, and, and even me, I'm like I said, I'm a lifelong resident um, of Greenville. It's going to be a you know, it's going to get people out of their comfort zone. I mean, it is, but it, but it's stuff that's going to be uh, necessary. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out with all that because we. Because when we think of like planning ahead and that mm-hmm. 10, 20 year vision, so Greenlink has transit development plan that lays out, you know, additional routes. I think it's, I want to say 19 additional routes okay. mm-hmm. and um, they're going to increase frequency and have more buses and all that. And it's all hinging on, they're going to have the maintenance facility in place. And then that allows all this expansion. If that all happens, we'll be connected to the airport. We'll be connected to easily. We'll have more, you know, kind of um, expanded more residents will be within half a mile of a bus stop than they are now. It's something like it's going to double or triple the number of people um, that are going to be next to that. Right. So you think about taking that pressure off infrastructure. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm just bringing it up saying it's an example, I think, of an opportunity that people have been lining those dominoes up, right? Like we've been working on trying to get this ready. And uh, it's kind of exciting that, that it could be something that really helps improve quality of life for so many residents. You know, you're, uh, you you bring up a very good point. I think that, and that's fantastic. I think the I think Greenlink's doing a fantastic job. You know, in, in, in and y'all are as well. And I think with that strategic plan and what the goals are, and kind of not only I think they're not pie in the sky goals. I think they're actually attainable goals, which which is great. And I think something that we all have to do too is you know, there's a lot of groups and organizations that are um, vital that that kind of have their own plans and have their own things that are trying to improve quality of life. I think. And I don't, this, this is probably a council thing, but we need to, again, kind of be in that proactive mindset. I know a lot of the staffs talk with each other and work together, but I think, you know, having the, the Greenlink strategic plan match up with the GADC strategic plan, match up with our comprehensive plan. I mean, I think we do a little bit of it, um, but I think as a whole, I think we need to do more of that. So everybody's working on the same sheet of music. You know, everybody's yeah. singing to the same sheet of music and everybody is, uh, you know, Greenlink's goal, Greenlink accomplishing their strategic plan in turn would help JDC accomplish their strategic mm-hmm. plan. I think there's a lot of value in that too because we have a lot of great organizations that are their mission is helping that quality of life. Um, and again, whether it's recruiting businesses, whether it's providing transit, whether it's you know, policy driven, whatever the case may be, I think working together um, and kind of overlapping those strategic plans I think is something important. So, which Again, so you bring up a good point, and I think Greenlink's plan is fantastic and going to provide a lot of value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we did a just a evaluation of like large employers on the current routes and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's something in large employer we defined as over 100 employees, um, and there's something like 500 on there, right? So you think that's 50,000 jobs, yeah. and if you double and triple, I mean, it's just the the number of people we can move through the county to get to where they need to be for work. Um, you know, work, play, live, all that sort of stuff. It's just, uh, it's it's exciting. I mean, it's just going to be a, a really, really nice tr- um, opportunity for the community. I agree. And when you kind of take it full big picture, and hopefully this doesn't uh, last forever, but just when you're talking about um, nationally, you know, it's, it's no secret, you know, gas prices and interest oh, gosh. rates and everything oh, else. So it, there's there's also unintended benefits that, that people don't necessarily realize by having an increased well, you can get a bus pass for $50 a month. There you go. No car insurance. You don't have to pay gas, right? Like, it, all of a sudden, you just, and you don't have to worry about, That's right. like, it's just going to take you where you need to go. You just, and you get a little exercise walking to and from the bus. I mean, I don't know. It just ends up, when you think about it, you look at it mathematically, it's a, it's a really great option for for, every, for right. everyone. Um, and it, it's funny because the bus doesn't come out to my house. 
Um, and so I can't ride it in right. uh, when I come into work and things like that. And I would have to go and park somewhere, which sometimes I do and go and park and ride in. But it's also the frequency is, is not often enough, right? right? So there are issues right now for people who are um, not reli- – they don't have to ride the bus. And so then they find other ways right. to get around. And so I'm really excited about the increase in that intensity of service and frequency and things like that because it will suddenly become – just easier for everyone. And I think that's the that's a good point because I think I mean truthfully, uh, you know, I I didn't where I lived growing up and and even being in Greenville my whole life, you know, I didn't have to rely on uh, had different methods of transit growing up and and but the thing is is we've become used to just because how, you know, Greenville is 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 grown, but it hasn't always been this size. I think people have kind of grown accustomed to be able to the um the convenience factor of being able to come and go whenever they want, pull up in a parking spot right in front of where they're going. And I think you, you kind of hit the nail on the head with mindset that that mindset has to change because it's not that easy anymore. Um, so I think, I think you, you're talking about the increase of intensity of, of stops and frequency. I think that's kind of helping bridge that gap of mindset. It kind of takes the convenience factor more into play because, you know, Again, it, it's, it is a mindset to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to hop on the bus. I've got to wait. Uh, I've got to wait 15 minutes for it to get here or, or whatever the case may be. So it's, mm-hmm. so it's just getting that mindset and thinking, okay, no, it's, it's worth it when I take everything into consideration. Um, you know, there's a convenience factor to it that people yeah. aren't, aren't used to that they need to get used to. Because I think it's, that's totally it. And so I just remind our listeners, too, so we have fair free days that we sponsor every month. Mm-hmm. Try a bus out. Come hop right. on. There's no risk to you. Um, see if it gets you to work on time. Go yep. ahead and have fun with it and see um, see if it's something that, that would be something to add to your life in that way. Because I, I do think it's a fun, like for Fall for Greenville, we did it. We did Fair Free Day on Friday. Oh, yeah. And so everybody who got to ride, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful tons of people were getting the data back from that um, soon. But we hope that lots of people took right. advantage of that, right? For right. even, you know, for coming downtown and just having fun like that, right. too. Those Absolutely. are good options, even I, if it's not an everyday thing. You're, that's a great point. Because then that's, I think that's a, I, that's a great point. Yeah, this is, doesn't have to be your everyday thing. It can be something just to, yeah, like I said. Oh, my gosh. The, the, the funniest story, Chris. So I remember one time I was driving, taking my kids. So I had my minivan, right? Threw my kids in the back. Was going to this kids event. Mm-hmm. And so pulled out of our neighborhood and not long after that pulled behind a bus, right? So the bus stopped in front of me and these another family got on and I had to wait for them so they could see the family get on. I proceeded to follow the bus all the way downtown to the children's event where the bus stopped and that family got off. Meanwhile, I spent another 20 minutes finding parking with my kids and they're already at the, and it was just one of those moments of I didn't even think about riding the bus, right? It's about that mindset about the the just what you're used to, your the, and sometimes it's about pausing long enough to say is this the is this the best way is this the only way that sort of and it just i've always laughed at that story because i think oh my i'm so frustrated then after the event of course i have to go lug my kids back to the car get them back in meanwhile that family just popped back on the bus and rode it (laughs) back home and hopped off everyone was good to go right you're right there's (laughs) a convenience factor to it i'll tell you i'll kind of tell myself too a funny story so we um at at clemson we uh you know again i feel like the cat buses obviously Uh their, their transportation i feel like they do a pretty good job and, uh, so did you ride the bus a lot? I at did. Clemson? I yeah. did. Well, I, that's, I'll tell you why. So uh, first off, to your point, the mindset thing, I was uh, just, you know, I'll go park in front of my class, you know, just right in front of my class. There was a day, I, this is no exaggeration, I got 
three parking tickets within one hour of an, uh, within one hour because I was oh man I got to move and every everywhere I parked I was there too long or it was not the right spot for my tag I'm like man this is just this is kind of getting out of hand so again from that point I was like, I got to find a better better way to do this and became a big uh, big rider um, while I was in while I was in school and again you're right there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits people don't really realize sometimes unless they get on here and, and try it out and it's a it's yeah. great it's great yeah it is it's great I'm so glad you were able to join me today no this, this, is, this fantastic. has been really good thanks for having me this is super this is uh yeah I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm like I'd love to come sit and do it again so it's great right. well that's good we'll we'll get you back next season we'll keep uh we'll keep we'll just keep checking in let's do it how let's do it that sounds great well I really appreciate all y'all all y'all are doing and I'm um, looking forward to the expanded routes and stops and um yeah this is great thank you for having me Bussin, the Greenville Transit Podcast, has been brought to you by Greenville Connects and is produced by the Greenville Podcast Company. Please make sure to check us out and give us five stars so everybody can find us. Thanks, guys.